Welcome to the Drink Local Podcast. We are back again. We are avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders. We are not Cicerones. And we are not brewers, those pesky brewers getting us all in trouble. What we are are people just like you. We're just really, really excited about craft beer. Still excited. Yeah. We have been drinking craft beer for several years now, way too many. During that time, our passion for craft beer has informed so many of our experiences, whether it's tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we do for fun. Drink it. (laughs) Craft beer always (laughs) plays a role. You can hear my ad-libber over here. That's Misa. I am William. And here we are again. Let's pop this brew. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why is it always the wildest one, the one I choose to... It's ready. It's, it's ready for the show. It's ready None for the show. None of the other ones did that. It's ready for the show. Oh You're man, really all this shit smells delicious. I, I am know, so excited. I'm so excited right now. What is that supposed to be? That's the sound effect. Because you can't, can't, I don't want to put the beard close to the. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I knew what it was. I just wanted to describe exactly uh, what was going on there. Anybody who's poured beer would know what that means. That sound is. <laughs> Okay, so here we are again, and I'm going to give you the rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. Of course, we're going to talk about these three beers that we have on deck. We're going to do news about brews. We're going to talk about breweries that we are up on. We're going to talk about hidden gems. We are going to talk a little bit about why you can't ship alcohol interstate and we're gonna do what made you want to drink okay so that's pretty much what we're gonna be talking about today and this is episode 30 by the way is this episode 30 yeah damn that's a way less than we should have (laughs) i know That's it. It's hard, bro. Like, We've been hard. drinking way too many beer for it to only be 30. I know. This is insane. Well, we took like a, a whole year off. I, I know. Think. I know. It's crazy. Uh, All right. So, uh, hopefully, what are we Hopefully, you know, we can uh, get back on pace or... What are we drinking? Okay. So, what I Can just... we cheers it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Cheers. Mm. That's not too bad at all. So what are we drinking? Hmm. Okay, so I just had a sip of Pitched In On A Party, Mm. a collaboration with DJ Quick by Urban Roots. Yeah. So Which is in Sacramento. I saw this beer uh, in a very special refrigerator, which we'll get to later. And as soon as I saw it, I knew what it was, and I got excited because I was like, "Wait a minute, Why is this a DJ Quick inspired beer?" Why did you know? Because it's called "Pitching on a Party," uh-huh. which is a song uh-huh. from DJ Quick's "Balance and Options," uh-huh. 
which is one of my favorite records of all time. Uh, it's a really good song. And um, then uh, I looked more closely at the beer, which has really cool can art. It has a stereo on it. It has records. It has a uh, pizza. It has a uh, West Side. It has a Wasia for Leonia, like on the side there. Um, Set tape. Yeah, it's got a bucket of chicken that says bonk. Like I mean, it's lit. It's got it's got a it's four got topper a four pack, of yeah. beers. Yeah, like it's got everything. I, I mean, why does it got champagne? The art's really fucking cool. Oh, because on the song, you know, DJ Quick's iconic sound, bring oh. the uh, champagne glass clicking. You know. From that's tonight. what that is? Yeah. That's a champagne glass. That's what that is. Hmm. Bing. You know, you, 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 like you, boing. Yeah, you hear that in the song. Yeah, yeah, but like, have you ever heard how a when you click a champagne glass, it kind of has that resonant, uh -huh. like that echo, uh -huh. you know? Like oh, he's famous. Yeah, like, yeah, not, not quite like that. <laughs> not quite like that, but. Yeah. But yeah, you get the picture. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, though, like, <laughs> I got super excited when I seen that beer. and assist from the computer. I've been a big fan of Urban Roots for a while now. Uh, I really haven't had a bad beer from them, and um, I'm glad they seem to have some kind of relationship with uh, one of the local spots down here so that we're able to get their beer uh, kind of on the regular. Also, you know, uh, Urban Roots is uh, owned by... A uh, black man. Uh -huh. His name is I want to get this right, Rob Archie. Okay. Uh, I guess he's a restaurateur. Okay. Now I've always hated that word. Yeah. Restaurateur, because I feel like it should be restaurateur. It's not. Nah, there's no in. There's no really. In, there's no in in that word. There's no in in that word. It really. What? Is this the first time you've? Yeah, I that? thought it was restaurateur. Yeah, nah, it's restaurateur. Nah, nah, that's like restrooms. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's rest, it's rest, it's restaurateur. Yeah. That's not real. I know. I mean, restaurant, you know, it's a problematic word. A lot of people it's a weird A lot word. of people can't spell it. I know. I had a hard time figuring out how to yeah. spell that shit. But, uh, yeah, so, um, but, uh, so, um, I kind of wanted to, I, I've been wanting to go to that brewery, you know, obviously I have a strong, uh, affinity for, uh, you know, uh, black brew, you know, like, yeah, we kept trying to go to Sacramento and we have still have not made it up there. Yeah. We're going to figure this shit out though. You know, we're going to figure it's this shit tough. out. But yeah. So what kind of beer is this? Oh, I'm going to taste it. West coast IPA. Of course. Of course. Of course. Duh. Okay. Can I move on to the next one? Mm. Oh, good. it tastes good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. The next one is Highland Park Brewery Timbo Pills, DDH. The DDH Timbo, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what they did, so Highland Park did a, has this uh, beer called, called Timbo Pills. And it's a hoppy pilsner mm -hmm. that they do pretty much on the regular. It's pretty much yeah, a core like beer yeah. at this point. Um, but... They did this event called Timbo Week, where they did... Uh, Is it just a week? I think so. Mm. But they did about four different Timbos. They did mm -hmm. Timbo Pills. They did uh, the Double Dry Hop Timbo. Yeah, which is what this is. Yeah, they did another Timbo, I can't remember. And they did a Brett Bow, 
which was like a funky, like Britannomyces, mm-hmm. like uh, like saisoned out mm-hmm. uh, version of the Timbo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the double dry hop Timbo, I think, was the most popular one because it just even ups the uh, hop profile. Yeah. Of the beer. Double dry hop West Coast style Pilsner with mosaic hops. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, over here uh, in LA, we've been looking for a style of beer. We've been searching, searching, trying to find style of beer. You know, we have trendy ones, you know, all over the place. Like right now, uh, I think that we just kind of moved on past uh, the uh, Italian style Pilsner trend. Mm-hmm. which has kind of been going on, which is like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Summary. Yeah, I think trends also, like, you know, with summer comes, like, a specific kind of trend. You but know? Um, I think that it feels like what we kind of settled on over here uh, is the uh, hopped up Pilsner. Is the uh, hoppy light beer very strong hop profile? Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was gonna end up being like session IPAs or something, but I think that this is probably the right lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strong, highly hopped pilsners because that's super West Coast. We love hops yeah, over here. So good. Yeah, and I mean it's so fucking hot, man. So we like the. Uh, so so far we got a lot of hops beer. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So the Urban Roots one, uh, West Coast India Pale Ale, Cascade, Simcoe, and Citra hops. So we got Cascade, Simcoe, and Citra on this one. And then the, Tim, the DH Timbo is Mosaic hops. And this last one is Kawaii Kolsch. Yeah. By Duckfoot, is that the brewery? Duckfoot, yeah. I don't know anything about this yeah, brewery. I've never seen duckfootbeer.com slash gluten. Apparently, it's in uh, San Diego. Why does it say slash gluten? Is it gluten free? It doesn't say. Maybe that, it's gluten free. I don't know. Or maybe it's full of gluten. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it says. I mean, it's probably not gluten free because it's so fucking tasty. Yeah. I mean, if it was gluten-free, it would say that. So this one has, I mean, I guess you'll see the photo, but it's pink. The can is pink, and it has, like, a face. The whole can is, like, a face of, like, some kawaii character where the eyes, I guess, is this duck foot logo. Oh, yeah, this is a duck foot. Yeah, that's awesome. Shape um, with, like, a little smiley face. It says... Kawaii. Kawaii simply means cute in Japanese and is associated with the pop culture aesthetic of big eyed and cuddly illustrations. We thought it was about time there was a lovable beer that's downright cute and adorable. Mm, it's good. The Kosh style. Is this lovable little beer a lager or an ale? Yes and yes. This guy starts life with a top fermenting ale yeast and matures in cold lager temperatures. The result is this refreshingly light-bodied and sweet sudsy buddy who wants to give you a tongue, your tongue a hug. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, oh, uh, it says crafted to reduce gluten. No, I see. I found this beer uh, when we went to uh, the uh, U.S. Sumo Open. 
-hmm. in Long Beach. We went to this uh, place called The Hangar in Long Beach, which is like one of these oh, uh, multi-use facilities. Hall. Yeah, food hall, um, which is like really popular right now where like, you know, um, I guess uh, a lot of uh, places can kind of have like the pop-up aesthetic, like reduced, uh, uh, probably like uh, rent, reduced... Yeah. Uh, you know, a responsibility for overall maintenance and things like that, but they still have the opportunity to start the restaurants. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like the the Grand, was it the Grand Central Market? Yeah, Grand Central Market. It's like a you know, it's like a it's like a cafeteria for a right. bougie motherfucker. Yeah, like know? it's existed, but it's become more like kind of I don't know. But yeah, like so they have a bottle craft there, which bottle craft is a San Diego based. Uh, Bottle, bottle shop. shop slash uh, tap room. Really yeah. fun. Yeah, there's several locations. Yeah. Um, even in San Diego. And uh, they put one in Long Beach. Yeah. Inside this hangar. Uh, you can't act. They only have one refrigerator. Mm -hmm. uh, but I seen this thing looking like Kirby looking at me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Kirby. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I got to get this beer. I don't care what it is. I'm going to get it. And so I picked it up and I was really excited about it. And it turns out it's fucking delicious. Um, I never heard of Duckfoot Brewery before, but uh, we'll check you, it out. Yeah, you know, like they've earned my respect. The only non-hoppy beer in this lineup. Yeah, with this beer, crisp. Uh, so yeah, man, that's our lineup for today. Mm-hmm. Pretty, you know, light. This Kawaii Kolsch is. 5.1%. Uh, DDH Timbo is 5.8. And the Pitching on a Party is 6.5. Nice, nice. So um, let's move on right away. Let's keep it moving sure. to news about brews. Okay. What's news the about news? brews. What's the news? Well,. This news is a little bit outdated because it's been a while, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast, and I really want to talk about it. It is that uh, Japan uh -huh. uh, oh. <laughs> has announced an official policy that they are encouraging young people to get out and drink in order to stimulate the economy. So what do you think about this idea you know i was honestly kind of surprised because well okay maybe because during the pandemic we all kind of heard like oh alcohol consumption went up you know but maybe part of it is in japan they had a whole thing for like i don't know for a while during that first year of the pandemic where um establishments had to close at like or something ridiculous time so that people and people weren't allowed to like socialize really so you couldn't go out and drink with your buddies and shit like that they and enacted think, like a prohibition like kind of right like you could go to bars but you they, couldn't drink there yeah something like that like they couldn't serve yeah they couldn't serve alcohol something like that like i don't quite remember all the whatever um so that's been lifted since then you know but i think i think a lot of Japanese people, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to, like, specify that it's Japanese people because I feel like this is probably 
all over the place, but drinking is like a social thing. You know? Yeah, nah, drinking is a social, you know, they call it a social lubricant. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so I think that might have contributed to, like, you know, um, less alcohol consumption in Japan. But it's just like, well, you did this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You made the rules. So people are like, uh, you know, and I mean, I know some people drink at home, but some people are like, this is not the same or whatever. Like, I like drinking at home because I can just... When I'm done, I can just roll to bed and just pass out. You know, I don't have to worry about stuff. Wonderful. That <laughs> totally sounds healthy. <laughs> no, but you don't have to worry about getting home or like, you know, like maintaining like, uh, you know what I mean? I drink at home and I roll to bed. You said you roll. Hey, hey, I mean, which is worse? Drinking in public and getting crazy? Nah, you don't want, nah. Is that, is that what you That mean? happens a lot in Japan. You know, yeah. you walk around after a certain time and you see people just like asleep on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, Which and is, shit like that. Like, yeah. you know, like it's so, you know what I mean? So it makes, I guess it makes sense, but it's, I mean, you can't, you can't tell people to drink or not to drink. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, one of those things where I'm like, what could possibly go wrong with that? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, when you when you hear that, you're like, hmm, uh, it seems like bad, it seems bad yeah, to because... uh, have a government-endorsed uh, policy uh-huh. that's saying young people go out and drink. Like, there has to be better ways yeah. to stimulate the economy. Yeah. Now, if you want to I think say, it's just a suggestion. It's yeah, not really but, like, I mean, I mean but it's a wild, it's do? even wild as a suggestion it coming is. from the government, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it seems like... They should have better uh, suggestions. I don't know. Like, I mean, if you want to say like... Be a little more subtle. I I don't know. To stimulate the, uh, you know, like the, uh, what is it? What do you call it? The uh, hospitality economy. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, that's one thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like go out. Like, like, you know, like, because I mean, like, yeah, because... You know, this is a huge part of the economy, you know, getting out there, like, having fun, going to restaurants, doing whatever. Right. You know, but at the same time, like, it definitely seemed weird to me for them to say that. I mean, this is also the same, well, not technically not the same, but pretty much the same government who, during the pandemic, decided to give out coupons to travel, which I'm like, isn't that makes no sense that was wild too yeah nah i mean <laughs> i mean you know everybody they have not had one good idea yeah like globally uh we could have handled uh all this shit better there's always but shit. definitely not encouraged yeah, traveling like what the fuck to, was that about like it was so fucking weird to me i think that the only motherfuckers who we were like yeah they're knocking that shit out was uh new zealand, new zealand? yeah yeah and i don't even know what the truth is on that but uh at the same time, I thought, like, it was kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I thought it was a bad suggestion, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. You know what I mean? I was like, like, I, like it's funny, you know? Right. It's like, you know, um, you want to, you know, people have, you know, whatever their preconceived notions about Japan, this and that, mm-hmm. you know, like their party scene, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, especially like the metropolitan areas. Uh-huh. Um, and... I like the idea that they were like, hey, y'all should go out and just, like, get a little crazy. Like, you know, like, y'all been inside. Y'all been 
you know, not doing That's the much. thing. If you get crazy, they'll fucking be mad at you. I know. I know. It's crazy, right? But, uh, so, after that happened, uh-huh. then, you know, I was on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. and I started seeing this girl. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And she would always have, like, a stein. Yeah. Like, poured up to uh-huh. her face, and she would have her eyebrows furled and just yeah, be hitting like, that shit. Ah! Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, like, her name is uh, at Truck Maymay on Twitter. That's a uh, truck, like, uh, T-R-U-C-K, Maymay, M-E-I, M-E-I, on Twitter, and I don't feel uncomfortable putting her ad out there because she's already super popular. Yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. lot. She of, went viral. She's a lot of followers. Yeah. Um, even like your sister, who's not even on Twitter, follows her on really? Twitter. That's yeah, hilarious. yeah. Uh, and she went viral for being this uh, like champion of uh, drinking beers. Yeah, you know. Um, and she drives a truck. Yeah, and she and she drives a truck, and she said she drives the truck so she could afford to just get more beer. <laughs> You know, and yeah, her favorite thing is after a long day of driving trucks to fucking knock, knock back like, yeah, a and, stein of beer. Yeah, and so every also day, Japanese people love steins. Every day is the same bit, <laughs> every day is the same bit, you know, like you'll you see a picture of her doing this, you know, and it'll get like a hundred thousand likes, right? You know, uh. And she also posts, like, some food and stuff. She's always, like, eating, like, oh, some really? good, like, otumami. You know, I love that shit. You know, I love, like, some good some good appetizers, some good drinking food, some good, like, small bites, you know? Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't just... Yeah, which is, like, I think the best part of her social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm convinced <laughs> that she is either a deep fake or a government agent. That she's all part. She's all. She's all part of this drink more campaign that's going on because this shit is out of nowhere, man. And it's so fucking weird. It's so convenient. It's so stupid and so funny and so basic. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she's just drinking beer. That's. Pretty, I mean, she's yeah. cute, drinking beer and wearing t-shirts. Cute. Of course, she's cute. Yeah, she's uh-huh. a. She's a. Yeah, she would love the kawaii kolsch. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, see, I feel like they should have just gone with that, like, her as the promoting, you know, tactic instead of being like, hey, guys, young people need to be drinking more, you know, like, don't go out and say it, like, use these, you know, psychological, you know. Tricks? Yeah. Traps? Uh-huh, uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, I don't know, man. All I know is that... uh, People don't like it when the government is directly telling you something. People love cute girls drinking beer. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, and it's kind of weird. Be like smart about it. We, we've been watching, of course, a, a lot of sumo wrestling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why, <and> of course? <laughs> Did we mention that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like we but didn't mention it last time. I don't know. You, I mean, you're right. Why, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Not, I mean, it's new. It's new. We yeah, like, only started um, watching it, like, yeah, this year. The uh, channel that we watched it on, they show a lot of commercials. Um, the mm-hmm. uh, person shows 
commercials that are like curated for the channel that are just weird old commercials and shit. Japanese commercials. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed that uh, beer is marketed a lot more towards women in Japan uh-huh. than it is uh, over here in America. You Which know, like, like you, you know, you never see beer marketed like we've just gotten past where we stopped marketing beer with like uh women Budweiser in bikinis. Girls. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like like which was even more two men. Yeah. And always weird. Well uh-huh. and I think uh beer commercials here are less about actually the drinking of the beer. It's, it's more about lifestyle. It's yeah, it's lifestyle. It's like yeah. And then they like click like bottles at the end or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But in Japan, it's like you gotta see the beer in the glass yeah. and somebody drinking it and going, ah, like you gotta you gotta have you need that like visual. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to make a beer look tasty because to me, like, a beer always looks tasty. You right, know? right, right, but but I feel like in in um, American beer commercials will just show you the beer in the can or the bottle, whereas in Japan it's like poured into yeah. a glass or a fucking stein or something. I also think that America, uh, the way that we do, like we advertise beer as a uh, means to an end. Right. That's why we're talking about how cold it is and shit. Like, instead of, like... <laughs> the know, coldest instead, beer yeah, yeah, because you would think that, like, you know, major beer companies, like, would be, like, in Japan, where they're having multiple beers. Uh-huh. But they... Be- and some of them do. Mm-hmm. But they basically just want to serve you the same swill all the time. Like, it's always, right. like, get a Coors! You know? And it's, like... Yeah, it's the same, like... Yeah, and it's, like, aren't we at the point by now, like, you know, it's, like... Shouldn't you be like a Coors what? I mean, I mean, I think like, I you, guess what they've done is like this is no they they they'll buy microbreweries. No, no, no. But like with Coors and Budweiser and whatever, they'll like the newest thing that they've they'll they've come up with is like low calorie beer, which fuck I'm just that. like yeah, yeah fuck I know that you know yeah like yeah I'm gonna fuck about that yeah. you know yeah like a real beer drinker will fucking work that shit off if they really about that life. Mm-hmm. Drink some water, man, if you're worried about calories. But, nah, that shit really bothers me, though, because I'm just like, you know, if you have the uh, majority market share, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just, like, make some more beers? Right, right, right. Yeah, because I think a lot of uh, people who aren't necessarily, like, craft beer drinkers, you know, uh, have, like, brand loyalty yeah you know because like for example my parents for whatever reason their beer of choice is Coors and they've been buying like whenever they buy like a, a like a you know big brand beer it's it's Coors they're never like buying Budweiser bro I hate them bro <laughs> like I mean I don't it's hate the them bank- but I hate sh- with the I, banquet I, beer I hate them I hate them for that like I hate that your dad just uh sometimes they'll get a Corona yeah, I know. When they're like, feeling a little bit more like vacationy. Yeah, like he'll be like, <laughs> like he's he just like this is what this is what an American would drink, you know. But it wasn't Budweiser for some reason. It was Coors. I don't know why it was Coors, but that's I've seen the Coors in the fridge since I was a kid. That was it. That I know. was the beer. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, like, you know. So like people do have brand loyalty when it comes to these big, uh, 
beer companies. So yeah, you're right. Like like in in Japan, they'll have like seasonal beers all by the same. And who knows if it's like that much different? It's probably not even that yeah, much like different. Like Coors is wild because like it don't taste like hops, <laughs> or and and it don't taste like malt either. Like it don't like it don't taste like beer at all. Like like it. Like and Budweiser does, nah. Like 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 they all like they all taste like like they don't taste they don't even taste like uh qualities like they don't taste crisp, like it tastes <laughs> like it like it tastes cold. If it's cold, you know. But nah, I don't know that's up to you, really. <laughs> nah, like it tastes like standing in front of a gas station, uh-huh. like not even like. It don't taste like gasoline. It tastes like the feeling of damn. Why am I standing in front of this gas? Like, like I should probably stand somewhere else. You know, I I recently had the Coors when I went to my parents' house, and it tasted like wow. I need like five more of these to like feel anything. That's what it tasted like. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but what? But what was the flavor? What like something how to get would you, you dis- by. like how would you something dis- to get you by how would you even describe that fl- like that flavor makes me so mad dog like I'm like yo if you even like made this like marginally sweet like uh, I no nah like you know like like, like a pilsner has, has like a little bit of sweetness to it you they know what I mean it, they would do it wrong I know but if you did something if it had a flavor you know what flavor is that what flavor is that you know. What quality is that? What is that? Anyway, all right. I'm not going to judge. I don't judge. I don't judge. I'm hating, but I don't judge. But... But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. They could do more marketing, but maybe it's not worth their time. Who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, people are drinking it anyway, you know? And yeah. I get a lot of people, you know, um, at my job who are like, dog, like, why y'all got all this bullshit? Like, why don't y'all have a course? Right. Like, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, we care about you. We, <laughs> we, 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 because we like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, though. Um, now that I, I bitched and moaned, let's talk about some breweries that we're up on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, let's start with the brewery that you're up on. Okay. Farfield. Yeah. Yeah. So. You found this brewery. I did find this brewery. Why? How did you find this? Uh, because we follow them on, oh, Instagram. on Instagram. You yeah. probably follow them. Maybe. So, we... So, William was Lawndale. like... Found, yeah, found this and was like, I want to go here. So, then we finally met it over there like a few weeks ago. Very hood. Yeah, so it's kind of... Lawndale is like, I don't know, like between Inglewood and... I don't know. Something. Yeah, like, it's where... Gardena? Yeah, yeah, like, like, it's like, uh, very black people adjacent. Right, right. And, and it's on, like, a pretty big street. So it's, when you're driving down, you're not like, oh, here's a brewery. You know what I mean? I don't know who owns it. I don't know anything about, Yeah. like, the, uh, origins of this spot. But all I know is that it's in a neighborhood... That it just randomly yeah could use that type of energy mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's on rosecrans yeah um, see that like 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 rosecrans like that's black as fuck yeah yeah so it's on rosecrans 
and like Rosecrans up there with, with Crenshaw when you like talking about right. like Rosecrans and Hawthorne, so like Black yeah. Streets, yeah, Rosecrans and Hawthorne, yeah. damn, like that's about it, <laughs> damn, like, like, like that's like, yeah, yeah. that's like Bokeem Woodbine Black, that's like very, <laughs> that's very, very, very black, yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's off of Rosecrans and so that's baby boy black. Yeah, but like so when you get there, it's like the building. That's John Singleton black. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. When you get there, that's Ricky black. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's boys in the hood, like it's crazy, <laughs> Ricky. So, so the building that it's in is like kind of uh, the beer's touching me. Tucked in, so like uh, there's like a little par- small parking lot in front of it. So the building is like not like right on the street. It's like a little bit receded, you know. And so once you're in like there, like a hairline, yeah, <laughs> depends on who. But <laughs> so once you're in there. Like, you don't feel like that's where you are. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though when you look across the street, I forget what was across the street, but it was just some, like, random, like, local business across the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like an auto mechanic or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know? like, yeah, something like that, you know? But, like, it's, like, really cool in there. Um, what I really liked about... Very good. Uh, very good location. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of quiet. Yeah. You know? for um, And what I liked about it, which I'm, like... You don't really see this much is, uh, you know, there's the when you walk in, there's like a bar, you know, where they with the taps in the back and whatever. Um, and they have a regular bar on the front, but then on the side, it's like a low bar. So when you sit on the on the um, stools, like my feet touch the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that. Bar. No, no, that's really. I really like that. Nah, I was like, like this is like, nice. Let's sit here. Yeah. Like <laughs> restaurateurs. Restaurateurs. <laughs> Yo, pay attention to that. People are short. Like, yeah. 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 Not like, everybody. And we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. People are short. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. But yeah, like, yo, people like. A lot of people don't want their feet dangling, man. Yeah, you know. You know, like people want to have their feet on the ground, like grounded, you know. And so I really appreciated that. And they, their beer was fantastic. Their beer was good. You know, one thing that was really cool about them too is that they had they had a sparkling tea mm-hmm. that they did that mm-hmm. was on it was like draft. a tropical tea. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was really really good and i hadn't seen that before i think that uh you know there are a lot of lanes for mm-hmm. breweries to have non-alcoholic options mm-hmm. of things I've seen that like, they brew uh, and create. coffee like uh yeah coffee is another good yeah, one like nitro or something yeah mm-hmm. um and that sparkling tea was really cool because uh, when we were there mm-hmm. um you know uh after i had a few you know i noticed that they had a crowler machine mm-hmm and I got excited because it was like within arm's reach, and I was like, I always wanted to crowd my own crowler, you know. <laughs> Which I didn't know that you. This is some a, a, a thing that you wanted. Yeah, to do. no, because a crowler machine looks really fucking cool, you know. Like 
you know like it's it's like it's it's mechanical it's machinery right. it you know and that like all that shit looks fucking cool you know and mm-hmm. it gives you something immediate it gives you immediate satisfaction of like uh what do you call it that thing from uh I love Lucy with the chocolate machine like the streamline mm-hmm. I don't know what you, I don't know what you call that um a, like a conveyor belt yeah yeah it has that feeling Mm-hmm. You know, of like a factory, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's just like really cool. So, um, when I saw the guy, I was like, yo, um, would you, I want to get this sparkling tea in a crowler. Will you guys do that? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you think that uh, I could crowl my own crowler? <laughs> you know, I was very shy about it. I was embarrassed a little bit. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. And I was like, dope. So, um, I did that and I was like, hey man, uh, what's your name? And this motherfucker looked me dead in the eye and he said, my name is Michelangelo. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. Like, we, we don't make Michelangelo's, <laughs> like, in my mind, you know? And so I was like, that's wild. And so then, um, I, I looked back at him and I was like, yo, my middle name is Raphael. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, yeah, we Ninja Turtles. Like, we got excited, like, because we Ninja Turtles, you know? Like, yeah. we weren't even, like, we artists. Yeah, 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 because I feel like he said Michelangelo like the Ninja Turtle. Yeah, he did, he did, he did. <laughs> he he like, did. Like the artist. He, he did. Yeah, you know. He did. And, like, ah, and I was like, ah, man, it was like, yeah, me and that dude, we brothers for life. Like, <laughs> like, I love that dude, man. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. So he let me cry my own crowler, and we got it on our social media at Drink Local TV on Instagram. Yeah, I took a that. video of him yeah, uh, crowling um, the crowler. I'm very uh, drunkenly and embarrassingly crowling my own crowler. <laughs> so he was really cool. Yeah, Michelangelo is a really good guy. Yeah. Um, the uh, whole spot, like we said, we really enjoyed it. They got a uh, they had like a food truck. Yeah, you know, um, they have a. Uh, Little, you know, old school classic arcade machines, uh-huh. which is always a good option yeah, for a brewery. Yeah. Um, it was just really cool, man. You know, it's uh, it's for, for us, you know, we're yeah. in a uh, northeast LA, so it's pretty far, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a spot that uh, we would go again, you know. So we wanted yeah, to just because, put some shine on that, yeah, because there's not like a brewery right close to it, but there are breweries in the area, like yeah. Ones. Yeah, it's not too far from like LAL Works uh-huh. or Common, Common Space, Space, which are two very strong breweries, yeah. Or if in you go Los more Angeles. towards the airport, uh, the Three Weavers, Three which Weavers, is solid. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're yeah, it's adjacent to other breweries, yeah, in a way that's like really nice and it's by the freeway. Right. So you could always, you know, um, right. after uh, you've cooled down a little bit, uh, you know, you could uh, go over there. Or if you don't want to cool down, take an Uber to mm-hmm. the next spot. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I don't endorse Uber As a or, company. yeah, or, you know, uh, most of these rideshare companies in general. They got to make a new one. Taxis. How yeah. About that, huh? Yeah. They got to yeah, bring back the old one. Yeah. <laughs> we should make the taxi app. I'm sure there is one. There's definitely a taxi app, big dog. Um, you said we should make it, like we like we make apps. Anyway, so yeah, uh, but uh, for me, uh, you know, um, the uh, brewery of note that I'm really up on, uh, I'm really up on Highland Park Brewery. That's why I wanted to make oh, sure wow. to drink one of their beers. Okay. Because um, I think that Highland Park Brewery 
is the best brewery in LA. Oh. Hands down. Hands uh, down. Hands down. Hands down. And there are, I have a top five. You know, uh, we can get into all that. Uh, but um, Highland Park Brewery. Which we've mentioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they're brewing the best beer. They brew uh, a lot of beer regularly. You know, I think mean, mm-hmm. the best breweries yeah. are the ones that are uh, always coming out with something new. Yeah. And the quality good. is always high. Yeah. They have a lot of styles. Yeah. And um, both locations that they serve out of uh-huh. uh, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite things about Highland Park Brewery is that uh they have good food too uh-huh. you know like um in particular they had like a uh, chicken sandwich that i think they should have put on the menu they did like a uh a uh, japanese style uh-huh. uh chicken sandwich with like a kewpie mayo uh-huh. and um what was it like it was like a karaage uh-huh. uh style uh Chicken, yeah, which is like um, Japanese fried chicken. Yeah, uh, cabbage, um, some kind of very like a uh, sweet type of uh sauce. Sauce, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that sauce is, man. It's like a teriyaki sauce. So- oh, know. maybe yeah. I don't know what it is, man. It's probably but- sauce. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a sauce called sauce yeah shit shit was which is like like a wooster sauce basically they should have put that shit on the menu like they like they like their regular chicken sandwich is not as good like they like it was the best chicken sandwich i had all year Mm -hmm. um i think about it all the time i'll be honest anyway though uh but highland park brewery um they brew first of all they they uh brew good beer Mm -hmm. um they are always uh, involved in like some kind of like collaborations. Yeah, collaborations mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. They have really they got good, good connections. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, all across uh, the uh, Pacific West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is, that, is that redundant? The Pacific. No one says Pacific West Coast. <laughs> All across the West Coast. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Pacific Coast, whatever you want to call yeah. it. The one. The one? The highway. Oh. I don't know how far that go up. I don't think it goes up that far. Nah, I go all the way up. That's what, that's what I decided. Okay, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's dope. Like, you know, and uh, they they brew, like, I don't know. As you can see, I'm, I'm going in circles. I'm, I'm just really excited about their beer. But uh, I don't think that I've had a bad beer from them. I've heard somebody say that they had a bad beer. And like a bad e- batch. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even that's what they said. They said that they had a bad batch. Yeah. You know, yeah. which could happen. Yeah. Um, They have incredible service. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that really, like, you know, if you call yourself a brewery, you know, um... I don't think that a brewery should have uh, um, a uh, a person who seats you. Who seats you? Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're going to say you're a brewery, uh, I seat myself. Okay. I go wherever I want, yeah. you know? And that's one thing that, uh, you know, I think is pretty much universal 
around breweries. I went to a spot and they didn't have like uh, one of those uh, little kiosks uh-huh. where the person who checks you in is. Uh-huh. So uh, I went to sit somewhere and they kicked me up out my seat talking about somebody else was uh, already going to sit there. Yeah. And I'm like, but are you a brewery or are you a restaurant? Yeah. And they're like, well, and I'm like, nah, y'all call yourself a brewery. Like, nah, like that seat opened up. Like, I'm supposed to sit there. Then I went to this other spot recently called uh, McLeod, which mm-hmm. is a new brewery, and they took over. Uh, well, it's, and, it's a new location. It's a new location uh, of, of, of a brewery existing. that's been around. It's McLeod on York. Mm-hmm. And they took over a spot that used to be called Maximiliano, which was like a resta- like a Ita- pizzeria, Italian, Italian restaurant. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they had a kiosk. And so when I went up in there, they had a kiosk, and me and another group yeah. were waiting yeah, we're for like, somebody uh, to serve, <laughs> to tell us where to sit. And somebody who was sitting down was like, nah, just sit wherever you want. It's a brewery. It's like, it gets confusing. It's like, they got to get rid of the kiosk. They do. They do. You know what I mean? Right. But, and, and they're like, uh, their counter where you're supposed to go up and order was like not, it was kind of further back. I mean, yeah. it's just the architecture of the place, but it was just like not obvious. So they need to make it obvious. But uh, this is the last local brewery that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Is McLeod. Yeah. Uh, they are very new in Northeast LA. They're in Highland Park, mm-hmm. McLeod on York. Yeah, the original is in the valley somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. tell me your thoughts on McLeod. Okay, so I didn't really know much about it. I've seen their beers before. Me like, too. You know, and I'm sure we had some, but like I, you know, I didn't have enough information to like have any like opinions about it. And we went, and you know, we had been to uh, Maximiliano's, the Italian restaurant that used to be there, um, you know, a lot. And so we knew of you know the location and everything. And like when we walked in, we had the you know the experience that he just talked about. But then we kind of. We knew that there was like an outside area, so we went to the outside area, and then we kept going, and then there was like another door, and there was like a whole back area, which is more of like a tap room. Classic tap room. Classic tap room, and I was like, was this here this whole time? Was not. Yeah, so anyway, so if you do ever go, we recommend going to that part, because the front part is like more of a sit-down restaurant. They kind of kept that like situation. And so we went to the back and we we looked at all the beers and like I was like pleasantly surprised um, by the types of beer that they had and that they brewed because I didn't know which I guess maybe from the name it should have been a little bit more obvious but they specialize in like British style you know like British, Irish Irish and Scottish beer yeah well british i think includes irish scottish and english i mean ask the irish and the scottish well england is england but then british britain is including ireland scotland all that stuff i don't know from america we don't make it our business to know i know i fucking looked that shit up just to be you know correct look at you big dog yeah hell yeah anyway i don't know how the irish feel but I do. that's you know geographically that's what we're calling britain anyway so yeah, they kind of have all these like, you know, which is kind of rare in at least in this area where, you know, as you were saying, a lot of like IPAs and stuff like that, like a lot of breweries over here. 
um, specialize in, and they don't really do that much like English style ales, you know, British right. style ales. Like, you know, they had an ESB, you know, they Love had, uh, they had like a cask ales, which I think is kind of like special that like not too many people are doing. Not yeah. Too many, you know, um, so we got like a, a, a cask a, a flight. They had flight. four beers on cask mm-hmm. and we got a flight of all their cask ales. They're really mm-hmm. fantastic. They were all Yeah, very and they're good. all like four percent three four percent very diverse Mm -hmm. beers really good delicious Mm -hmm. like you understand like why like they drink so much over there because their beers are much lighter on the alcohol content uh and the uh flavor is much more balanced it's Mm -hmm. just something where it's like yeah you just want to drink these you know you're gonna watch you know a long ass game of football yep you know Mm -hmm. and uh sing some songs or whatever Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everybody was cool there, man. Mm-hmm. It was a great spot. Uh, they did a really good job with the location. I was, I went in a skeptic. Mm-hmm. I left very impressed, mm-hmm. you know, and like Misa said, the uh, lane mm-hmm. that they are carving out is extremely smart because right. it's, uh, it's complimentary to what everybody else is doing, which yeah. is very like West Coast, like we're yeah, seeing yeah, where yeah. they're doing something. So there's like a reason to go distinct. there specifically, right? To you get know? like the kinds yeah. of beers that you're not gonna get at these other places. And we have British pubs over here. We're not gonna mention who they are, but they fucking up. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're just serving. Do, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they I mean, need, they're, they're serving like Belgians. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. specializing in Belgians for some reason. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, they lucky we don't say nothing about who they are. But anyway, um, yeah, like, we're very impressed by uh, what McLeod did. And we really hope that, uh, you know, they uh, are able to uh, get a running start. Yeah, you know, I think it, it, the fact that it they took over a local restaurant that I think was like, you know, people like that spot. Yeah, you know, it's like a random. We loved location. Maximiliano. It was we, a very yeah, good, it was like a good Italian restaurant. Good neighborhood Italian restaurant. You know, it was the only it was the only game in town. Really, uh, yeah. one thing, you know, one thing that's really cool about McLeod too that was really cool for the beer heads in LA. Yeah. If there are any of you listening, is that uh, we look at their refrigerators uh-huh. for their to go beers, yep. and they have sunset beers. Refrigerators. Yep. So there's some DNA mm-hmm. from Sunset Beer yeah. injected right into into the community there. Yeah. And that yeah. was like a really it was a really good feeling because we love Sunset Beer. You know, we wish the people from Sunset Beer the best. We really hope that yeah, they close they can have a venture in the future because they did so much to advance the culture mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as craft beer yeah and they, the and they it wasn't their choice to yeah close you know they just got kicked out of the the location but yeah in capitalism uh there are people who get capitalized mm-hmm. and they are, are uh one of those people and it was fucked up yep. um one more thing to mention is that uh their uh the restaurant side of it, they uh pretty much serve uh, pizzas mm-hmm. and like bar food. You know, um, I consider myself a little more erudite. Like I like something a little more high minded mm-hmm. when I'm uh 
having my dining experience as far as, you know, being a craft beer enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that there's like a stigma that like, it's like, oh, like, you know, beer and pizza, you know, which like definitely a great pairing. It is, but it's like not everybody has to do that. Yeah. But you but were saying that they already do that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what they already do. But yeah. they're, they're good. Like, it was, it was good. good. No, it was good. You know, it was all, <laughs> it yeah, was it was pizza. really good. Like, you know, that's why I, I went into the skeptic because I was like, ah, like, you know, like, you know, it's I think it's hard because uh, people are down on British food, which uh, I don't agree with. I think it's great. Yeah. But you know, well, at least the ones we've had. I know I'm, I'm sure, in the you know, it's on not that. all. Yeah. it's not all good. But let's move on mm-hmm. to hidden gems. Okay. So hidden gems is a uh, new segment that we want to do. We want to make sure and just let people uh, be aware of places that are unorthodox, that are not necessarily out in the open that are not necessarily on people's radar where they can get beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really, really important thing because sometimes you find the best craft beer in the most random places, mm-hmm. you know? And those places tend to be random refrigerators. Mm-hmm. So... For me, mm-hmm. the hidden gem of this episode has got to be the Arroyo Shell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tell us about Arroyo Shell. So this is, I randomly found this place when I was looking on Google Maps um, for like craft beer spots, which I do when we go on trips. It's in Pasadena. Yeah. So when we go on trips, I like to look at Google Maps and then try to like map things out and see what's there and whatever um and that's kind of how i find places um but i don't usually do that for where i am because i'm like i know where i am you know but like you every now and then you got to check back in because there'll be shit that open and you don't know about it you know so i was doing this and then i saw this and i think when i looked on the map it just said like craft beer something and i was just like Okay, so then like we try to go. I was like, it's here, and we were like, do we remember seeing any craft beer shops like in there? And we we're like, no, where is it? And we were looking, and it was like, I'm like, I don't know. It's supposed to be here. So we parked and we looked, and it was literally inside of a shell station, a gas station. Yeah, and we're like, could it be in the gas station? And we walk in, and lo and behold, it's the fucking fridge in the shell station fridge full of some of the best beers in california mm-hmm. and honestly up the pacific northwest mm-hmm. some beers even from uh, new york new york yeah yeah just uh apparently the uh owner of this shell station is just a really big craft beer enthusiast mm-hmm. and he uh has populated his fridges with some of the best craft beer in the city. It might be the most uh, diverse craft beer in uh, East Los. Maybe, you know, like it's interesting because, you know, they have the fridge, the beverage fridge, and the craft beer only takes up like just a, like 
maybe half of it, mm-hmm. and the rest is just your normal whatever yeah. drinks. Shell beverages. Know? Yeah, shell beverages. A Red Bull. Right, and they a have monster. Budweiser and all this stuff too, you know. Um, a Coors. Yeah, but like the craft beer section, like what I found was that they kind of do, it might change from time to time, but they kind of have like, will have a good chunk of specific breweries. Yeah. But it'll be breweries that you don't really necessarily find that many of in other places. You know, you might find a beer or two from these breweries, but you're not seeing like, I don't know, like 10 of their beers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But they'll have the entire collection. Right. So it's not, they don't have like a bunch of little things from here and there like all over the place like one or two beers from all kinds of places well they'll have like two rows of like one brewery mm-hmm. that you can't really get like you can't get anywhere you can't, really. yeah you can't really yeah. get too many places yeah. you know um and so that's kind of that's what's unique about it i think they had you know? kcbc king's county beer company uh-huh, which is in in new york yeah in Brooklyn. new york yeah uh they had pretty much all their beers yeah they have uh, they had humble sea, humble sea, which is up, up in the bay. Oh uh, yeah, what is it, Santa, Santa Cruz, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they have Casa they, Agria, uh huh, which is also kind of up there, and then they had uh, they've been having that one with the black and white art. Was it was it no? Oh, there does not exist. Yeah, yeah which San I Luis Obispo. Okay, that's where it is. Yeah, which uh, they brew good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find those beers in a few places. You know, they have a good relationship with some places over oh, there. Oh, and they had a bunch of... Um, bottle Logic? They had, bottle, they had a lot of Bottle Logic, which is in Anaheim? Anaheim, yes. Um, and they had a bunch of uh, uh, Trippy Animals. Oh, Tripping Animals, Tripping which is in Florida. Animals, yeah, which we had one of their beers of several episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they do a lot of, like, fruit sour, like, beer. Yeah. So it's just stuff that you're just like, you're not going to see that much of Yeah, it's worth the trip, and especially yeah. the novelty of knowing that it's in a gas station. Like, yeah. it's, it's so it's so random. Yeah, and it's hilarious because inside they have, like, murals <laughs> of, like, just random shit. They had, like, the Mandalorian with the little, you know, like... They got Gundams. Yeah, they got like all like Godzillas, all kinds of it's stuff. It's just funny. It's just yeah, funny. It's, it's, it's a just, cool spot. It's like yeah, like it's like oh, this is a guy who drinks a lot of beer and smokes a lot of weed. Mm-hmm. Like you could already tell, you know. Yeah, I, I like I like the thought of somebody who owns a gas station but aspires to be like a. A bottle shop owner. Or yeah, yeah. You know? it's, like, it's like good for that guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. he could be doing all kinds of weird shit with his money. You know, but he's, right? This, this he's is what he's like, doing. I just wanna... Yeah, he's uh, doing his hobbies. Yeah, good you for know? him. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing more hidden gems as we as go we along them. on this show, of course, and and as, and as we find them, you know, we gotta find um, them first. Yeah, but we always want to keep people apprised of these kinds of things and give people a different look at how to be a consumer of craft beer because yes. that's the perspective that we're looking at it. My as. advice is Google Maps. You know, like yes, there's websites and like I guess Yelp shit like that, but like Google Maps, what I like about Google Maps is it's um 
neutral in the sense of like oh what's here you know obviously when you click on it there's like reviews and shit and there's people posting i'm like who are these people who post post reviews on google maps yeah but there's definitely people who sickos do that. yeah Absolute so sickos. it's not like neutral neutral but like in terms of where is what yeah you know um yeah, review culture is wild, you know? Yeah, we really can do a whole is. episode talking about that. We might talk about that one day, like, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, when you're in recently. a new when you're in a new location, always get to kind of get, it helps you get, like, an idea of what areas there are in that town, and you kind of see, oh, okay, so this is an area that has a bunch of cool restaurants and breweries or whatever, and then they tend to kind of all breweries tend to kind of cluster you know so it's good to plan how you get around and stuff so that's my recommendation yeah my little tip yeah so we'll definitely get back to uh talking about reviews and things like that but uh right now um there was something that was kind of on my mind i was like wondering about you know because um i've really been enjoying uh just having beer shipped to my house, you know, uh-huh. like since COVID. We talked about this a little bit before, but since COVID, um, you know, a lot of uh, breweries have had to look to new avenues mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship in right. order to survive, you know, and one of them has been just uh, really leaning on shipping. Right. It, it, just the fact that a lot of uh, places, uh, yeah, started canning and selling their stuff online is... You know, whether yeah. they ship or not. And so um, it's created an opportunity for us to be able to have access to a lot of beers that yeah. we normally wouldn't be able to get unless we went to get them ourselves yeah. and then drove them back to our house yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. But um, generally when you have uh, beer shipping, uh-huh. it is still within your state. Uh-huh. And I was like, why can't you ship beers interstate or even like... Uh, across like like overseas, you know, um, or across the uh, you know not even overseas but across borders. Um, go ahead. Because different states have different laws. Because we learned that the hard way when we try to have some beer shipped to my parents in Atlanta, which don't allow alcohol to be shipped even within the state. Well. It was certainly a rhetorical question, but I'm glad you answered it uh, because, yes, um, that is a big part of it. Yeah. It's a big part of it. Like, you know, um, you know, uh, but that's with UPS. UPS abides by uh, federal laws. Yeah. So um, they have to, uh, I guess, uh, bear some kind of respect for various uh, state laws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, you know, I don't know if that's incriminating or not that we uh, are talking about that we got beer shipped. I don't know. It's, it's going to get us banned from shipping. No, you know, we beers. just tried. <laughs> we tried and they stopped yeah. us. So. Yeah. Somebody drank them beer. If if, yep. if somebody poured those beers oh out, God, those are good like, I'm, beers. like to this day, I got a vendetta against them. But uh, yeah, um, one of the main reasons why you can't ship beer interstate uh goes all the way back to 1920s prohibition i was gonna say that's yeah that's uh, it's 100 years old um but it just seems like you know haters um, 
Yeah, like... Yet again. I feel like last episode, I yelled haters for whatever reason. And here you, I am again. You're going to do that shit every haters. episode from now on. There's a hater always somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes it's me. Yep. Um, and I'll call that shit out. But yeah, like... I guess uh, with the whole prohibition thing, we just still... Like, there have been efforts... To open up the laws, like they, we even had a postmaster general who was like, "Let's stop doing this shit," uh-huh. you know, and it's just uh, never gotten taken care of. So, Brandon, Joe Brandon, please help us. Like, let's yeah, you know, be more let, like the Japanese government and promote beers. Yeah, like let's get these <laughs> beers shipped, man, because like, dude, like we just want like people just want to drink beer, dude, like. You know, like, it's definitely... It stimulates the economy. Let's stimulate the economy. You know, why not? You know, like... Yeah, aren't we in the... <laughs> now I sound like the Japanese government. I'm like, yeah, like let's, let's get these young people drinking. Yeah. Old but people yeah, too. like, and you know, and there are ways around it, but like, you need licenses. There's always licenses. Like, yeah, like it's always... Yeah. Like, you need, like, you, you, know, need a, you need a license for everything in this country except parenthood. Like, oh my God. It, it and jar- guns, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of license you need for that. You, you don't. Know, you got to just be, like, old enough. That's it. Age. That's it. Isn't it? Nah, I don't know. I feel like you spread misinformation on the internet right now. I don't know. Oh, you guys look it up. Always look, <laughs> it, look up your own shit. Do your own research, except... We gotta watch out for people who do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Be careful. Yeah, you get us. Yeah, you get us all fucked up around don't, here. Right? Don't do your own research if you're bad at it. <laughs> she said. <laughs> she she said, be like Kyrie. Do your own research. Know yourself. Um. Yeah. But uh, let's get right into it, man. Right into it after a whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get right into it. What made you want to drink, big dog? Okay. So. This is something that we'll have to have another whole episode getting deep into. But I recently finished some work that I had been working on. Um, How it works. Yep, yep. Uh, Because I think in the last episode, William mentioned I was working on translation. So one of the ones that I've been working on, um, which was uh, the Giannis book. Originally by Mirren Fader, called Giannis, the improbable rise of a uh, NBA MVP. I want to say, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the title. Um, so uh, I helped out with the translation along with uh, Leo Onishi, and we finished this book, and it it released just the other day, last week. No, this week, this past week. And so now I can talk about it, but like, so it's, you know, translated from English to Japanese. And so, you know, we've been working on this book since I want to say late last year. And then at the same time, I was working on a translation for this other book that's not out yet, which hasn't been like announced. So I'm not going to like say what it is, but you know, I was kind of busy. So every day I was like, uh, after work, after my day job, I was like, I got to work on this, you know? So now that I was, like, done with that, I was like, we can watch some shows. Even though, yes, we were watching shows before that, but now 
on my free really time. Get into it. On my free time, yeah, because like now, like William works like you know in the evening sometimes, and so I'll be home alone, and I'm like, I can just watch some fucking random shows, you know. So like we've been watching all these shows, and one of the shows that we got into, among a bunch of other things that I also want to talk about, <laughs> um, was Formula One. Was it called? <laughs> Damn, you really, you, you, you really, uh, Race. did not, li- no, you're, you're, you're really, go ahead, what are you going to say? <sighs> I know it rhymes, but it's like. Your dismount is I know, because I'm like, what rhymes with right race? Now. I was like, race to disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the case. It's not the case. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Formula One, drive to, to survive. <laughs> It's glory, actually. Anyway. Ah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, my God. So, it's on Netflix. There's been four seasons so far. And it follows, each season is a season of Formula One, which, you know, I've never followed. Williams never followed. I know it exists. Um, like, Formula One is, like, pretty popular in Japan. It's had its days. I, you know, it's not, like, the most popular that it's been right now, I don't think. But back in the, I want to say, like, late 80s, early 90s, it was really big in Japan. Um, but So I know of it, and I know, like, vaguely about it. But, like, we just randomly, oh, I guess you got a recommendation, right? You got a recommendation. So we started watching it, and we got hooked. Yeah. It's so good. There's, you know, even if you're not interested in car racing, which we were not, you yeah. know? It's got drama. It's got competition. It's got fucking I don't know everything. Everything you ever want from a. It's got player hating. <laughs> it's got haters. Car crashes. Oh my god. It's got it's, intrigue. It's, it's mm-hmm. got levels because yep. you have the uh, drivers. Like every, there are uh, ten teams. Yeah. Twenty cars. Two drivers per team. Yeah, and every team. Has the same dynamic. There is <laughs> Which uh, I a driver had no who's idea. better than the other driver, and the guy who is the worst driver hates the guy yeah. who is better than him. And the closer they are in terms of like skill level, yeah. the more that they oh hate each other. Yep, yep, like yep. if they're far apart, then the guy who stinks is just depressed. Well, that, I, nobody sticks. Yeah, I know, but but because okay, because like what, what was so interesting to me was okay. There's only if you really think about it, there's twenty drivers, which is the within 20, the world. The 20, twenty best drivers in the world. Right. So I mean that that already is a feat on its own, right? Yeah. To make it into the twenty best drivers, but so, even within that. The top guys are lo- like, like, like you know, at a different level, right? Compared to the lower level, like the bottom ranking guys, even within the twenty, which is like crazy, right. you know. And right. ooh, like the drama, and um, they they do a really good job of presenting the storyline and the drama without within the season. 
it is by far the best way to consume the sport. It will get you addicted to at least like the results element of the sport. Yeah. You will feel invested because I'm like, I need I mean, a, at the, end the of new the day, season. I never watched F1 because to me, it just looked like a bunch of dudes driving in circles. Mm -hmm. But if you watch the show, what you find out is like the nuances of the sport. You find out mm -hmm. all these things that really just like make you realize like it's one of the coolest sports in the world um even though it's also like one of the most disconnected sports in the world from, right like, right because it's because like it's all rich fucking it's, people yeah because it's like yo fucking. like every sport on, a, on an international level like the nba nfl whatever is still gonna be uh um you know it's a it's a it's a game of billionaires right but at the same time like when you watch like uh, football, basketball, soccer, mm -hmm. it comes down to uh, a an, an, an athlete right. and a ball, right. which is extremely relatable to all of us. We right, especially... All, like, that's not that far from all of us. It's just the level of athleticism. But this shit, it's like, it's, it's uh, 20 help. dudes driving around in Batmobiles. Right, and like even to be... Get everything into it, like the money need... is the, the money is all on the surface right right so like you know like i think the one of the reasons soccer is like the the most popular sport in the world is because you don't need to have funds to be to start playing mm -hmm. you know what i mean um you just need the ball and like some shit that you made into yeah. a goal yeah. you know um and basketball is like similar you know um football it's a little different i feel like you need a little bit more money but like um, but with Formula One, it's like to get into. Not the anybody sport, could just get into it. Like yeah. there, there are maybe like two guys in the entire sport who like came from nothing. And right, some, but even and nothing somehow made it in is like not nothing compared yeah, to these yeah, like guys who like literally is like their, nothing. Their, their parents owned a business, right? Yeah. Or something. They had enough where they could fund their kids doing the shit like you know all the time. Right. You know, they weren't like, because if you're really talking about survival, because the book that, you know, uh, that came out, the Giannis book, if you're talking about fucking Giannis, like they literally like did not have enough food to feed the family where the dad was, would sit there at the fucking dinner table and just be smiling and be like, oh no, no, you guys eat. And he would just sit there and not eat. Yeah. And he would act like it was fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, even Giannis, he was the second oldest, but he would, like, be giving food to the younger kids, the younger siblings, you know? And, like, he'd just be like, I'm fine. And then people would be like, uh, try to offer him stuff, and he was like, I don't fucking need no charity kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, so if you think about that, like, that versus, oh, I came from nothing, because I remember one of the drivers was like, we came from nothing, but I'm like... You didn't come from nothing. Like, it's it's relative. Right. It's relative to these motherfuckers who are, like, uh, rich motherfuckers who definitely did not come from nothing. Right. You know, who has fucking served shit on a platter. Like, you know, yes, compared to them, yes, that's nothing. But, like, you know. Yeah. It's but, not uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, we highly recommend this yes. show. This is, like... Super exciting. Uh, it's easily... The uh, most addictive show that uh, we watched all year. Yeah, we were like Mar. Yeah. Um. So, 
you know, if you want to watch uh, some uh, millionaires who are the sons of billionaires <laughs> uh, driving around in Batmobiles. And just fucking... And wrecking them. Wrecking them, getting pissed yeah, off. And uh, just being uh, full beef. of hatred and testosterone. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's really, really... If you like reality shows and you like yeah. drama, and this is for real. Every culture is represented on that show as far as like you know like different countries Mm -hmm. and backgrounds um there are so many different stories it's just a really good show it's a very competitive and tough sport it's super fun really interesting uh it definitely got me into the sport and like i said it's the best way to consume the sport that i've ever seen like i'm looking for other shows for other sports that i don't watch that are like this like they need to make one of sumo i'd yeah. watch that shit yeah, no sumo would be a great a great they need to yeah, make that yeah come on all right so come on Netflix. that's all right that's your idea all right you're gonna go that's gonna be you you're gonna be the person who uh makes that happen i gotta yeah i gotta yeah, figure it out. I like how you want to figure it out. <laughs> we ain't, yeah, like, it's not us. Um, Who knows? Maybe it is. What made me want to drink? Yeah, what made you want to drink? Leg lengthening surgery. <laughs> I have really, like, so I've really been bothered by this, apparently, uh, uh, during uh, the uh, pandemic, uh, while people were quarantining, there has been a contingent of uh, very uh, low self-esteem men. Who Rich men. Have been, uh, you know, at least reasonably up there. Yeah. Who have been voluntarily getting their femurs broken. <laughs> uh, and then having a titanium uh, stretch Armstrong uh uh, like Wolverine uh, adamantium uh, implants put into their legs so that uh, they could gain uh, up to five extra inches in height. And so uh, GQ released this article called I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller by Chris Gayamali. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. With photography by Roger Kisby on a September 15th that really went into this. I heard about the leg lengthening surgery before and I was really, uh, You've been mad about it ever since. Um, see, she says mad. Um, I say disappointed and judgmental. Uh, Judgmental, for um, sure. Yeah, because like, I don't want to call it hating because I feel like you hate up and I think that I'm beefing down and I don't like to beef down because I don't like people who punch down, but I'm definitely beefing down because um, people who know me know that uh, I'm 5'8". And <laughs> I uh, thought, because like I'm, I'm black, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I was wearing Timberlands and Lugs. So uh, these are some pretty big shoes. Uh, I would go to the doctor and I would get measured. Look, I was like 16, I was stupid. I got ADHD, I don't know. Um, and I thought I was 5'11". Okay, so were they measuring you with your shoes They were on? measuring my shoes on. This you know? is the thing that I don't, this is some American shit. They don't take my shoes off. Measuring height with shoes on. They would never do that They were Japan. measuring my height with my shoes on. So Which, I was like, like, what the fuck 
is that? I could fucking walk in with high heels. So I was like... That's not height. That's I, not your height. I thought I was 5'11", so I had a disproportionate Ridiculous. amount of confidence. You know, I was running around. I think, was there for the day when he found out he was 5'8". That shit was crazy. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, nah, ain't no way. He was like, I was like walking around with the confidence of a man who's 5'11". I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that served you well. Yeah, nah, yeah. I was, I was, out, here, I was, I was out here winning, you know, and that's why I know that height is a mentality. Um, but yeah, so I'm reading this article and, you know, I'm going to provide you guys some excerpts and then we're going to talk a little bit about it because like, I, I, I don't respect this at all. I don't respect the height surgery. I think that, uh, guys are going through, uh, a lot of trouble to get elective surgery. That's brutal. Not to mention the fact that, you know, we live in a society that is, um, discriminatory against people who are receiving other types of what I believe is gender affirming surgery uh -huh. um, or procedures that are more uh, crucial to their identity right. uh, and that I do respect you uh -huh. know of course I'm talking about trans people um, but uh, guys who just want to be a little bit taller I don't respect it um, I uh, think that uh, it's not manly I don't respect it at all. I don't know what else to say. But uh, let's uh, read a few excerpts from the article here. I'm not going to read the whole article. You can find it from GQ. Uh, John Lovedale is feeling pretty good, despite the fact that he should not be walking right now. <laughs> it's a little after 9 a.m. on a hot Saturday morning in Las Vegas, and he's ambling through the Aria Resort and Casino with a pronounced limp. Wincing as he throws his hips into wide semicircles, dragging his feet exactly where they need to be. The effect is like a Grand Theft Auto extra who's been sniped in the butt. This guy is cooking them already. Like I like the I like uh I like you, Chris Gayamali, because you're a short king. You talked about it. <laughs> And you are as judgmental as me about this, but you still are the one who wrote this article. John is in his mid-40s and stands 5 feet 11 and a half. Big-hearted laugh, built like a saguaro cactus. If you squint, he kind of resembles a brolic Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's black! I'm offended by that. I'm offended by that. He's in town to see his orthopedic surgeon having arrived last night from Harrisburg. Where Harrisburg's in Pennsylvania, excuse okay, me. I was gonna say uh, where's that? Where he works as a network engineer for the government. He almost missed his flight and was in such a rush that he forgot to bring the crutches he's supposed to be using. But again, he's been feeling pretty good. So already I'm mad at this guy. How do you forget your crutches? You know, um, John is on his feet. That John is on his feet at all is impressive and probably foolish considering that only eight months prior, he was five feet eight and a half. He was taller than me. <laughs> he was taller. Half an inch taller. He was half, he had half an inch on me and uh, anybody who knows me knows that uh, I have no shortage of confidence. Uh, people who know me, uh, know that uh, I'm sure of myself, 
I'm proud of myself. I'm happy to be who I am. I feel gifted and blessed. Back in September, he paid $75,000 for the agonizing privilege of having his legs surgically lengthened. Yikes. That entailed having both his femurs broken and adjustable metal nails inserted into down their centers each nail is made of titanium which is both flexible and sturdy like bone and about the size of a piccolo the nails not of dragon ball the nails were extended one millimeter every day for about 90 days via magnetic remote control once the broken bones heal tada a newer taller john with a procedure like this, there are, of course, some caveats. All the height gain obviously comes from your legs. So your proportions can look a little bit weird. Not especially, just your leg, your femur. Especially when you're naked. Also, the recovery can be long and taxing. When we meet, the bones in John's legs are not yet fully healed, and a small section of his right femur is still a little soft. Like al dente spaghetti. Like al dente spaghetti. Legs like spaghetti, for real. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like an Eminem rap. Yeah. You know, mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Femurs like... Legs mom's. falling down like confetti. <laughs> Shit is disgusting. Looking down on you because you black like Sister Betty. Don't let me hit you with these bars, bro. <laughs> anyway. The smallest stumble could snap a bone in two. And it's especially dangerous since he's a big guy over 200 pounds. Then there's the pain, which is relentless, ambient. The extension of the nails in his legs stretch his nerve tissue around his bones, especially the thick, meaty muscles like the hamstrings, to an almost excruciating degree. He couldn't walk for months. They fill you with enough painkillers that it's bearable, John explains. But his biggest fear was becoming addicted to drugs. So he weaned himself off the regimen earlier than he should have. Why would someone like John, handsome, confident, funny, a father of three, shell out for a procedure that costs more than a Tesla and results in months of agony for a couple of extra inches? It's not like he was particularly short at just shy of the average height of an American man, five feet nine. But the opportunity to be above average was too good to pass up. I noticed that taller people just seem to have it easier, John says, laughing. He shrugs. The world seems to bend for them. So I'm going to stop right there. What do you think about that? Man, when you constantly um or are when you're only able to gain a sense of self-worth through the eyes of others you'll never be happy no matter how long your goddamn femur is that's my assessment don't you have to get a whole new friend group that didn't know you when you were five eight and a half no you don't. You don't? You That's don't. interesting because, I mean, if I was one of your friends, yeah. 
Like, is there any time where I'm not looking at you and my mouth nah, ain't twisted nah, you, up? You like, you be, bitch ass. You, like, you, yes, you pussy. definitely some people will be looking at him. But I'm sure there's friends who are like, you know what? If he's happy, good for him. He seems happier or whatever. But I'm like, I'm just wondering, if is he satisfied now? You know? Because I feel like this is... He's a father of three. Right. Like, I just feel like if you're not, like... You, okay, so you know me, right? And my philosophy, I, which I've told you, is don't be fooled by tall guys, okay? This has been a philosophy that I've followed since I was like, I don't know, like high school maybe, maybe younger. Where I was like, huh, okay, I noticed, I also noticed, just like John, that... Tall guys are out here getting little micro advantages. Right. And I was like, wait, look at this tall guy that all the fucking girls in school or whatever are like, oh, he's hot or whatever. And I was like, is he hot or is he just tall? Motherfucker's teeth busted. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, 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 no. I don't know why. But I was like, I'm not going to be fooled just because this motherfucker is tall. Doesn't mean he's hot. Okay. Like he's getting a lot of slack by being tall. You know, and I don't know, maybe a part of it... I appreciate you as a 5'8 guy. And maybe a part of it, the my my reasoning behind that comes from the fact that I my brother, my older brother, is short. He's a short guy, you know, and like... A short king. Yeah, a short king because I, you know, he, he's... I don't even know how tall he is, honestly. But like, um, he's been short um, all his life, but like... I never, I'm, and I'm sure it's bothered him, you know, like, there's it, it, no way he's not bothered by it, or he hasn't been bothered by it, but, like, I never heard him, like, bitch about that shit. He's winning at life. Yeah, like, he, I've never heard him complain or be down on himself, and I'm sure that he's had this internally, but he's never expressed it externally about like oh him being short and whatever you know like and like he i feel like he got over it you know and he i know that like he has respect from like people who know him and shit like that you know so i'm just like it really is a matter of your mind and i don't know i'm sure that has something to do with the fact that i was like do not be fooled by motherfucker who all like what they got going is they're tall these and it's just like that's you can't that like, you can't just be like I'm tall. These procedures are growing in popularity. This elective surgery where you break your legs. It just sounds painful. And then you're bedridden and you're in pain all the time. Which is a luxury. A you gotta understand right. yeah, that no, like is, that's okay, a luxury. It costs between seventy five thousand and one hundred and fifty. That alone is a luxury, but the fact that you can lay out for months and not so walk if you're is getting this procedure. Luxury. You already got all the shit that you right. could ever need you because you got on. because you got a hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars of uh what of disposable income yep. to spend getting your fucking legs lengthened. Right. And then you also have the money to sit on to, to fucking lie down. Lie out. Bed. Yep, yep. Because you know, like not to bring it back to fucking Giannis. Who, for people who don't know, is the basketball Giannis, player Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Greek? What if we found out he got leg surgery, dog? He didn't. 
No, I know, but what if we found out he did? There's no possible way because he couldn't even feed himself. <laughs> what if he does right now? What if he does? Like, what if he takes three years off the NBA and he comes back eight feet? <laughs> eight feet? I feel like that would be detrimental to his yeah, career. For sure. For sure. Because when you watch basketball, you see that these people who are like, um, tall beyond like the tall people it starts being like detrimental to your health and to your being and like i'm just bringing up Giannis to be like he i don't know exactly how tall he is but i should know this but like he's tall you know which i mean you uh, according to john people what were they they they, the world bends over for him. The which world is like, bends over for them, but what does that mean? Except that, like he he was he was. Why you literally, want the world to bend over to you, my right? Guy? Exactly, which is weird. But like literally, he did not belong to any. Like he didn't have a citizenship to anywhere because Greece doesn't acknowledge like children of immigrants. Even if they were born there, he was born in Greece, but he didn't have a Greek citizenship because he was a child of a fucking immigrant from Nigeria. And like, he was just fucking stateless for fucking years of his life. Tall, stateless, not having fucking dinner. You know what I mean? Like, he had to sh share shoes with his brother. Like, like dude, like, I being wish tall... Like, it's not the fucking dream you think it is. I wish people could see your passion right now because you were counting off your points, but you stopped at two. So, like, you, like, were like tapping the two. You, you, you had one index finger. You tapped the other index finger for one. And then you tapped your next point for two. And then you tapped two. It. Four more times, <laughs> like it was insane. It was it was fucking like your your passion right now. That's so, what I'm saying. But yo, like, it, it you know it really. Did he not have that guy in high? Like we all had the guy in high school. Who John? Yeah, John. Uh huh. The short dude. Uh huh. Who? He's not even short. No, I'm not talking about John. Oh. The short dude uh -huh. in high school, uh -huh. who yes. that little motherfucker Man. was always Get getting him. girls. That little motherfucker Yo. was a pimp. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what about, like, like, I, nobody interviewed that dude to this day. A little soft-spoken, little cute motherfucker. That has Running always on. been fucking my lane. You love that dude. I love that dude. Everyone loves that dude. Mm -hmm. I love that dude. That dude was so much more advanced yep. than the rest of us. Because, I remember you know high why? School. Because it takes extra confidence to be a short king yes because you you can be fucking normal height and be fucking like getting all the girls you can be tall and getting all the girls but to be short and getting all the girls you gotta have mad confidence and i realized because we talked about this right um and i was talking about this guy in my high school which was like fucking short but i was like man he is the hotness yeah you know, and I was like a fan, but I also realized going back into it, this, uh, this group that like I liked, um, back in the day, this Japanese like band, I guess. And the main guy, the main singer, Short King, he got all, like he was so 
right. popular right. back in the day. Um, from the article, I'm going to skip past it a little bit. But male height, particularly the absence of it, is one of the last social stigmas. As if new rules of body positivity fail to apply vertically. Short guys aren't so much discriminated against as they are precluded from stuff. Like dating certain taller people. Or making your frosh, I guess he meant fresh soft, as in freshman sophomore basketball team. According to a 2009 study of Australian men, short guys make less money than their taller peers, about $500 per year per inch, are less likely to climb the corporate ladder. According to one survey, the average height of a male Fortune 500 CEO is six feet. And for the cis and straight among us have fewer romantic opportunities with women, a 2013 study conducted in the Netherlands found that women were hey, taller. Dutch people are tall. I know. Found that women were taller than their male partners in just 7.5% of cases. I'm 5'6 on a good day, and I found that being short is great for flying economy class and not much else. Now, I took umbrage with the idea of it being one of the last social stigmas because uh, being short is not uh, equivalent to uh, being discriminated against if you're like deaf mm -hmm. or if you're uh, like, and like the idea even of the last social stigmas um, um, seems, to pre seems to presume that other social stigmas, we've solved those. You know what I mean? But, like, we haven't solved race issues. We haven't solved uh, gender, it, uh, issues. gender issues, uh, sentiments that uh, um, seem to make, uh, like, Asian males feel invisible mm -hmm. or um, issues of uh, sexuality, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, I'm like, tell that to fucking Zendaya. Dating a short king. Yes. Yes. He this is five eight. Spider Man has to be short. He's fucking five eight. Look at him. You know, like yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You know, but then he's like, you know, maybe I can be a CEO. But it's like, no, you don't have the stuff. Right. It's not your height. Yeah. You don't have. You don't have the stuff because you know what you need to be a CEO. At least you. I mean, one thing is you need money. Yeah. You you need millions <laughs> of dollars, uh -huh. or you need an idea. You need an idea. You know who the CEO is? The guy who got you to fucking break your goddamn legs to fucking exactly. uh, get to get taller. Exactly. Hoping How you tall could be is a he? CEO. How tall is he? Yeah, I don't know. I bet he didn't get that procedure. Probably not. I bet you that much. Yep. I bet you that much. But yeah, the promise of Dr. D's Institute. Dr. D's? Dr. D's. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. I D. Mean, I'm like... Think about For that. a price, you too can increase your odds of becoming a CEO, and the people willing to pay between seventy and one fifty thousand, depending on how many inches they want to gain. The majority opt for the standard three inches, which can be expected to if you get only your femurs done. <laughs> what else is there to be done? I don't know. Maybe like I'm, I I don't know, man, because you can't get some something in your spine. Six inches is possible oh if God. doctors do your tibias as well. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Then you have to get 
the nail surgically removes, which costs an additional 14000 to 20000 Money an issue? Personal financing is available through SoFi, an online bank. John took out a loan for his femurs for $1,200 a month for the next five years. This motherfucker paying a mortgage on his long-ass legs. This motherfucker's stupid as... Look, anyway, man, um, I'm hating on this. As you guys can see, I'm hating on this. This made me want to drink because I was like, yo, why would any self-respecting person do this it makes no sense to me whatsoever like it's sad it speaks to an other issue and i think that what you're gonna find is that after you do this people still don't respect you it's not the same like you say you don't have to find a new friend group i say you do have to find a new friend group because if somebody i knew came back taller after they were already a grown man I would have less respect for them and they would be able to see it on my face every time they saw me. They wouldn't fuck with me because, and you know me, like, you know, I'm a talk shit, dog. You know, I'm a talk shit, you know? And, and you know, uh, to bring it back to my, what made me want to drink, which is formula one. You gotta, you can't be that tall to fucking drive those fucking machines. Lewis Hamilton, 5'9", mm. you know? Like... Lewis Hamilton has the baddest girlfriend I've ever seen in my life. I'm saying, you know, it It really... I just want... Like, if this... We're talking about social stigma. I really wish these average or shorter than average guys to... um realize that confidence doesn't have to rely on your height it's a mentality it is a mentality height is a mentality and it's really like you know if you're not that tall like just you know like what else could you like you know it's it's a matter of Making other people focus on seeing on something else. You know I what used I mean? to I used to have a very tall friend and surprise, he was crying about it all the time. <laughs> about was, being tall? About being too tall. Yeah, he was That's crying about saying. it all you the know, time. The grass is always greener. Kareem Abdul Jabbar oh notoriously, it. notoriously trying to shrink himself. He hated in it. In situations. He hated it because you he know? stood out and he yeah. did not. This is a classic like the grass is greener issue. Totally. It smacks of privilege. Mm -hmm. If you have this money to pay to get yourself a few inches, like dude, like, um, and you Investing have three, you, you, you have three way. kids and a wife, like dude, like, like um, if I was married to somebody and they uh completely transformed themselves, um, without my approval, um, it would impact my relationship. You know, maybe she was like, you know what, I'm tired of hearing you complain about your high fucking go stretch your femur, whatever. Yeah, fucking and it's makes gonna be happy. something else. I promise you. It's <laughs> That's what gonna, I feel like. I feel like else. it's gonna be something else because what is it really about? Yeah, because now you got a short torso, dude. You you you, you got a short you got a short torso now, like uh, the longest femur. Yeah, like your penis looks little. You know, yeah. like you got yeah, a lot. Think about that. You got a lot, mm -mm. Of, a lot going on, man. Anyway, though, um, 
I've bitched, I've moaned, I have uh, hated on people, I have been derisive, judgmental. This is uh, what happens when you drink alcohol. Say no to alcohol. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would not say that. At all. I would say moderation. Moderation. Uh, you know, uh, don't don't get too crazy. Um, and if you want to get crazy, drink at home where you can roll into bed. <laughs> where you can roll into bed. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What? Where can people find us? On. On the World Wide Web, on the Internet Super Highway. DrinkLocal.tv. You thought I wasn't ready. Where can people find us on Twitter? At DrinkLocalTV. Where can people find us on Instagram? At DrinkLocalTV. And what do we tell them to do at the end of this show? Big bottoms. Bottoms up. up. Big bottoms up. Big bottoms up. What is those big bottoms?